and rolling wild. Hi, I'm Alejandra, and I'm a voice actor. Welcome to Rolling Wild, a voiceover about voiceover. In this podcast series, a young professional voice actor, that's me, talks all things VO and takes the opportunity to pick the brains of some pretty cool people. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Rolling Wild, our third episode. I hope you're enjoying these little audio essays and discussions. Uh, Today, I want to talk about something that isn't exclusive or specific to voiceover. It's a term and a state of mind, really, that affects us all at some point or another, but has definitely affected me and my own voiceover career journey. And that's the concept of imposter syndrome. So first off, let's define the sucker. What is imposter syndrome? So Gil Corkendale, in a 2008 article in the Harvard Business Review, defined imposter syndrome as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success to the contrary. Imposters often suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that overrides any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. So that's kind of a mouthful, but what it boils down to, in my own experience, is this. I've always considered myself a high achiever. But in looking back at anything I've ever done, I've always seen it as being far more mediocre or subpar than it ever actually was. Sometimes I would go back to a project, academic or creative, after a long period of time and think, oh, actually, this wasn't that bad. Actually, it was pretty good. It wasn't as bad as I thought or remembered. Keyword here. And our memory is tricky like that. Now, I'm not saying that you should go to the opposite extreme. There is a difference between confidence and arrogance. And arrogance never got anyone anywhere for long. And sure, there are the outliers, stories of successful, arrogant narcissists. But usually the point stands that no one wants or enjoys working with that person. So for one reason or another, this self-doubt creeps in on us. There's often this feeling that if we have to work at it, it just isn't our thing. If we're not already good at it, we won't be. And so it's important to be able to combat that doubt with a growth mindset, with a focus on effort and study and practice. Practice, practice, practice. Familiarity and routine breed confidence in your own ability to do something. And then at some point, harder than it sounds, it's about believing that you really can. We have to be kinder to ourselves. Honest and realistic, but kind. So I'm going to toss in another writer here, Valerie Young. She's an expert on imposter syndrome, and she has identified five basic subgroups, or labeled five basic subgroups, that affect how imposter syndrome manifests itself in different people. And the five subgroups she identifies, she calls one, the perfectionist, two, the superwoman or superman, three, the natural genius, four, the rugged individualist, and five, the expert. So I'll quickly break these down for you. But the way she essentially labels them, the perfectionist always thinks they could have done better and often set unrealistically high standards for themselves. 
inevitably coming out on the other side feeling like they failed if they fall short of unrealistic standards. The superwoman, the second one, or superman, never believes they are as competent as their colleagues and therefore feel the need to overwork themselves to compensate and prove that they can do it or that they're good enough and are constantly trying to measure up and be that superwoman or superman. The third, the natural genius, feels that if they don't get it right the first time, or if something doesn't come easy to them, doesn't come naturally, then it simply isn't for them, and they can't do it. So why even try? The fourth, the rugged individualist, cannot, no matter what, ask for help. So the rugged individualist cannot ask for help, because they feel that if they have to ask for help, if they can't do it on their own, then they must not be able to do it and are therefore imposters in whatever it is they are struggling with. So if you have to ask for help, it's just not for you. You should be able to do it on your own and figure it out. That's the rugged individualist. And the last subgroup, number five, the expert, feels like he or she snuck past the gatekeepers and are worried they will be found out eventually as being unskilled or lacking adequate knowledge or being an imposter. So if you would like to read up more on these subgroups and maybe you test yourself and see where you might fall, you can check out the article in Fast Company that I will be linking in the show notes. Now, although the categories seem neat and organized, it is possible to fall in between categories as well. The important thing here isn't to find your own personal particular brand of self-doubt and proudly display that in a masochistic way. No, the point here is to be able to identify what it is we often erroneously feel that makes us identify ourselves as an imposter or makes us feel this way and how we can combat this feeling. It's just giving you more data or information so you can be self-aware. Knowing is half the battle. So in my case, I've often struggled with the idea that I somehow made it into the position I had through serendipitous means. No personal merit. I'd forget, air quotes, forget about all of the work and effort and long hours that had gone into a certain final result, and I'd just see the result. And I never remembered that result as it truly was. I guess I found myself somewhere between groups one and groups five. So the perfectionist and the expert. The perfectionist always thinks they could have done better and often set unrealistically high standards for themselves, inevitably coming out on the other side feeling like they failed if they fall short of unrealistic standards. The expert feels like he or she snuck past the gatekeepers and are worried they will be found out eventually as being unskilled or lacking adequate knowledge or being an imposter. And the other sad and detrimental thing about dealing with that imposter syndrome is not necessarily where you find yourself while you're in it, experiencing it, but where you might find yourself down the road if you don't realize it's happening to you. It can hinder you from truly growing and improving and getting where you want in your life or your career. Now, if you remain stuck wherever you are, struggling or imperfect, inevitably, because no one is perfect. You're just siphoning away energy and time from working at and improving something that you could be truly special at, or something that you could make truly special. Now, 
there's another podcast here that I'm going to reference, and it's not an acting or a voiceover podcast. It's a business podcast hosted by Tiffany Bova. It's called the What's Next podcast. And in one of her episodes, she interviews an NFL executive and media analyst named Michael Lombardi. Now, he's talking about football. And why am I bringing up football, you ask, on a voiceover podcast? Well, because he has an excellent point that he makes in this podcast. And it's that we tend to focus on the things we're good at and work on that because we don't want people to see where we're lacking, as opposed to focusing where the struggle or the problem is and improving that and thinking with a growth mindset. Now, he references an episode of I Love Lucy, There you go. There's your entertainment reference. And also, side note, personal note, it is probably my favorite show of all time. So for those of you who are not familiar with it, go check it out. But yes, I love I Love Lucy. Love Lucille Ball. Okay, so he brings up this I Love Lucy anecdote. And in one of the episodes, Lucy is in the living room on the floor on her hands and knees looking around. Her husband, Ricky, comes home and says, Lucy, what happened? What are you doing? And she says, oh, I lost my wedding ring. I'm looking for my wedding ring. So he goes to get down on all fours and help her look and asks her, well, where did you lose it? And she says, in the bedroom. And he says, well, then what are you doing out here? And she said, well, the light's better out here. And he uses that anecdote to illustrate the point that we often tend to go where the light is better, where the work isn't serving us because we tend to shun those problems that make us feel inadequate and move away from that and therefore never grow. So this is all a big long anecdote to get back to the point of if you let it take over and focus on the things that are good or that you are just naturally good at, you won't grow. It can hinder you from truly growing and improving and getting where you want focusing on that doubt or feelings of I just can't forces you to be closed off to progress and opportunity. It blinds you. Now this isn't something that just goes away, poof, and disappears. No. But again, if we know this about ourselves, if we recognize and understand it, we can combat it. So sure, while sometimes I truly feel like I got past the gatekeepers, I know there's more to it than that. And I'm going to keep working at it and striving and growing so that one day I won't ever have to question it again. So for you, whether you want to be an actor and you're listening to this podcast because you want to be an actor or you want to be a lawyer or an open heart surgeon or whatever it is you want to do and you're just listening to this podcast because you find it interesting and you want to learn more about voiceover, whatever you want to do, when that creeping doubt and that traitorous memory kicks in, I hope you'll take a moment to realize you're probably more capable than you think. And I hope you'll work hard and keep working hard and find the places where the light isn't so good and maybe try to illuminate those and not be put off by the struggle. Now, in an effort, this is a very short episode, but in an effort to help you help yourself and keep working, I will be putting some excellent resources for new and not so new, but constantly growing voiceover actors in the show notes. Um, These are websites, blogs, other podcasts that I think are excellent resources for aspiring actors or current actors to help you on your professional journey, which will also help you combat that doubt. 
And while today's topic was a bit looser in terms of its VO focus, and definitely more generalizable, I still want to give you your topic-specific VO vocab of the day. So, my word for you today is pre-life. So pre-life is all about making something feel real and organic. It's the little sounds and breaths and ad-libs that you use to lead you into your scripted copy. Now it might be the labored breaths because you're running, <sighs> or a giggle, or a gasp before line, <gasps> but it adds some sort of color and realness to your performance and makes it feel like it's lived in space and in context. And it's also a lot of fun. So that is your word for today, pre-life. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Rolling Wild. I really enjoyed having you here today to talk about imposter syndrome and how we can keep growing and learning and improving. And I can't wait to have you on for the next episode as well. It's going to be a really good one, so stick around. I'm Alejandra, and this has been Rolling Wild. We'll call that episode 103. Thank you.